Welcome to Danger Dames. Facing the shadow of patriarchy and oppression, follow three women as they fight to retake their homeland. But at what cost? All right. Welcome back to Danger Dames, season four. It's good to see you guys. Nobody's going to talk. No, that's, <laughs> no it's all super on you. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Chrissy Show. Welcome to my show. Yep. Yeah. No. That's an interesting podcast. You Welcome just do all show. the roles. Yeah. You're just everywhere. It's, yeah. It's an audio drama. No, I'm yeah. Doing it. Season four, it's like a big deal. <laughs> Season four is a really big deal. It's been a few months that we had to take a break due to a bunch of life stuff. Uh, we got some people working on PhDs and masters and crap, and they, everybody's been really busy. But we are excited to be back at the table. We have a new system for the new season. Um, Jacob will tell us about that here in a minute. Let's go ahead. We'll introduce, we have a new player at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New we, dame. We would like to introduce you to Katie. Hello, I'm Katie. I'm um, I'm a newbie, so this will be fun, and um, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no pressure, no pressure at <laughs> all. You just better be the best. <laughs> no, I mean the initial applicants were okay. <laughs> yeah. We were really excited. This is Katie's first time of ever playing, and so uh, it's it needed dynamic to show somebody learning how to play on top of learning how to play a system. So that is so superior. I am learning every time we play. I'm no, kidding me. I'm never like, I, told I her, know what I'm doing. I told her every conversation we've had, I was like, we never know what we're doing. Don't even worry about it. It's going to be great. You're going to have so much fun. And so we're excited awesome. to have you. Or not though. Let's not overpromise. <laughs> she won't be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just see. You don't want to commit to something. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead. Jacob, what are we playing this season? Yeah, we're going to be playing The Watch by uh, Ash Kinder and nominally Andrew Medeiros. There's a, a whole lot of stuff you can do to read about that. I'm not going to get into that here. But um, yeah, it's a PPTA game powered by the apocalypse, all about um, a, a band of uh, femme folks fighting off uh, evil masculinity monsters. <laughs> it's not timely at all. It's fine. Yeah. No, this was not. We chose this years ago. <laughs> uh, it's totally not intentional. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with the current climate that, that we're all living in. Um yeah, so I, I think it'll be a blast. Uh, as a matter of fact, today we're gonna do. I've just have. I have all the safety tools. We're gonna go through all of them. We're gonna do everything. Um, you have fact, set hard boundaries with us. You know how we are. Yeah, I have a yeah. tattoo artist showing up later to make sure that the, <laughs> that the lines we set are lines. You will never forget. Yeah, no one's crossing those. Yeah, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> I am usually the one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> I I set my own lines and always cross them. So, but yeah, so we'll do fair. a whole session zero. Mm -hmm. Which, if you're unfamiliar, is the one before one. It's the yeah, one basically, that you do we'll to build get the started. world. Yeah, we'll build our character. Some of us came. We tweeted about this this week. Some of us come to the table with a character already built. Some of us come with some of idea, and some of us come with no idea whatsoever. And that would be me. <laughs> so we're gonna figure it out. She today. says with like three or four playbooks in front of her. <laughs> I'll pick one eventually. Don't worry about it. It's got some idea. Um, setting stuff. I guess we'll get into this more later. But just in general, it's I don't even know. It it's off base to say medieval, but kind of generic fantasy setting. There once were, and we'll talk about this in a minute because we're going to do some world building today, but there were clans, individual clans that all had their own kind of cultures and uh, histories, and then the shadow attacked and uh, messed everything up, and the clans kind of like, had to shatter their cultures and all unite together to fight off the shadow. So there's a lot of uh, that that we'll get into. But first, let's do some safety tool stuff. <laughs> so we're going to start with the same page tool by uh, Chris Chen. We've talked about it before. I think we've linked it before. We have. So, you know, honestly, you can just Google it. It's free. You can find it anywhere. Um, I'm going to run through these questions with y'all. 
So, uh, Katie, you've never done this before, but essentially the point of the same page tool is to make sure that we're all on the same page about stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a democratic process. It's not like most people over everyone else. So I'm going to read some options and we'll like talk through like goals of the game, that kind of stuff. But it's not, you know, if you're like, ah, that doesn't sound good to me, say something because it's not like the three of us think one thing and you think something else. So we do what we think. Okay. So we're like setting norms, setting expectations. Yeah, Yeah. First one. Do you play to win? Yes, you totally play to win. The win conditions are or no. Good play isn't a win lose kind of thing. Oh, I'm solidly too. I thought we're supposed to be honest, though. <laughs> I don't play to win. Okay. Well, I th- so we're all going to pretend like Chrissy's playing second one. So I think it's important to uh, figure out what win means in this case too, right? Like mm-hmm. I would say most role playing games, I play to win, but mm-hmm. I play to win by like getting those XP points. Mm-hmm. I want all the experience points I can get, which uh, is different game to okay. game. I just like a good so story, but if everybody else wants to do play to win, that's whatever. That sounds good to me too. I was gonna. I just want the story to be good. That this was a collaborative thing, so it's like it we're is. all winning together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing that we're agreeing against is we're not like we're nobody's we're here to like beat the, the, the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not like trying to overcome Jacob or anything, like that. <laughs> well, which is good because uh, it's not possible. Both. <laughs> all right. So B two player characters are expected to work together. Conflicts between them are mostly for show. B, expected to work together, but major conflicts might erupt, but you'll patch them up given some time. C, expected to work together, major conflicts might erupt, and never see reconciliation. D, pursuing their own agendas. They might work together, they might work against each other. And E, expected to work against each other. Alliances are temporary at best. I can rule out from a game system perspective, E just isn't really an option, the right. way the game works mechanically. Well, you know, my like friendship is magic ass is always like A or B, right? Well, I was going to say, it almost seems too with this system that A is less likely than B because part mm-hmm. of it is actually conflicts amongst mm-hmm. each other, right? So we will have conflicts, but the goal is to fix those conflicts, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, reconciliation is a pretty big part of the central mechanic of the game. Right. I would say it is in theory possible. I was thinking about, because you can die in this game, it is in theory possible that something happened and it didn't, but I feel like that would be a pretty obvious from a long way off. Like we didn't get a chance to, you know, reconnect. Yeah. So it's B. A B. I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, B. Uh, the GM's role. The GM preps a set of events, linear or branching. Players run their characters through these events. The GM gives hints uh, to provide direction. The GM preps a map with NPCs and or monsters. No. The players have their characters travel anywhere they can reach on the map according to their own goals. C. GM has no plan. The GM simply plays the NPCs and has them act or react based on their motivations in the last year in uh, GM4 games, so that doesn't matter. Well, we know what Jacob wants. <laughs> no prep. <laughs> There's a little bit of prep. A little but bit of prep. Yeah, most likely I have no plan. Uh, I would but, think A, right? Like, yeah, like it's sort of like a loose narrative, right? Isn't that what that was? Mm, no, A is like I have a set of specific events, know. linear it's or C, branching. Right? It's, it's, it's somewhere between B and C. I'll C. put some work into it. <laughs> but basically, the story will tell tell us where we're going. Yeah, mostly no plan. Mostly no plan. He says writing everything down. Bless him. <laughs> well, you got to have the contract, you oh, know, yeah. in case one of you violates it. Okay. <laughs> 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 There's deductions and everything. Uh, the players' roles are a to follow GM's lead to fit the story. B, to set goals for their characters and pursue them proactively, or C, to fling their characters into tough situations and make hard, sometimes unwise choices. I like that one. <laughs> I mean, that one sounds interesting. Like, it'll make for an interesting game. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. I just know how I play. I'm very B. Like, I'm, I'm like agenda driven. Yeah, yeah. But I don't B feel like, too. but I don't think that has to be, that has to govern our game. I say, I don't I think just, that that's an individual Just know choice. that yeah. that's just yeah. who I am. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, there's a, there's a middle point between those mm-hmm. two things. Yeah. But yeah, I think 
It's an adventure game. Lo-fi fantasy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Doing the smartest thing for your character's survival, A, is what's good. For, uh, what a good player does. B, sometimes isn't an imp- as important as other choices. C, isn't even a concern or focus for this game. B, right? Yeah, I think B too. Yeah. Because if there's like nothing to really lose, like, then what's the point? Uh, all right. <laughs> we kind of hit on this one already, but worth going through. After many sessions of play, during one session, a player decides to have their character side with an enemy. This is A, something that shouldn't even happen. This is someone being a jerk. B, where a character becomes an NPC right away or fairly soon. C, something the player and the GM should have set up ahead of time. D, only going to last until the other player characters find out and do something about it. Or E, a meaningful moment, powerful, and an example of excellent play. I will caveat, in this case, the... So, in this case, siding with the shadow, you make a roll, and if you get enough, um, what is it, weary or whatever, you become an evil monster NPC anyway. Mm. So that part's settled. I think the context here is more like this opposing faction disagrees with me about a thing, and one of the people at the table agrees with them. But, like, I think being full-on evil is kind of off the table. Right. Because the game already handles that. No. Yeah, okay. But we're not opposed to that. To uh, somebody, like, siding with another clan. Or, like, causing. falling to shadow and that kind of thing. Like, we're not... So... Like, we're okay with the spectrum of that, right? I was say, that's an inherent mechanic, yeah. So okay. if if, uh, yeah, if you at the table do something I mean, like, we're talking is... about boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, I'm looking to play the game where, like, we're the A-team or whatever. <laughs> like, we are defeating everybody. And, like, if you try to do anything, like, selfish... It's mm. going to be a problem for folks. Yeah, so... Not that I'm planning that, but I'm just kind of talking it through. No, it's a good... Yeah, so because... Um, I forget what the move's called, but if... Yeah, if you do something that is, uh, like, supports the shadow or, like, the toxic masculine perspective, then you have to make a roll. There's, like, a... Mm. I, it, then that's a, it's a weird thing for a PBTA game, but that's, like, a GM fiat. I'm like, that feels gross. Make a roll. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and so, well, yeah, you roll, and if you generate... I forget what they're called. Shadow or whatever. If you generate enough of those points, you'd become a, you know, shadow monster thing. Cool. Okay. But their faction politics are a big part of this too. And so that stuff, I think it's very reasonable potentially if you guys want to, to be like, oh, I agree with those guys. I feel like it's a combination between D and E. Like I personally don't like there to be strife for too terribly long. Right. But it's not necessarily, it could be a neat moment like E. Mm -hmm. I agree. It could, uh, it could make for some good drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And character development. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. In, in keeping with our previous thing about like interplayer conflict, so we go back to that where the intent is that relatively soon, within a scene or two, the conflict's resolved. I right. think that's why the, the the caveat is when everybody else finds out about it, like yeah. we have to yeah. address it. We fix it. This is, this is just a fun one. In order to really have fun with this game, the rule book is something A, everyone playing needs to have read and understood before play because the rules and setting are both very important. Underline. <laughs> B, everyone should know the rules very well. C, everyone should know the setting very well. D, everyone at least should know the basics of the rules. E, everyone at least should know the genre the game pulls from. Or F, only one person needs to really know the rules, and it can be explained in 10 minutes or less to everyone else. Well, I definitely wouldn't want to put the onus completely on your shoulders being the GM, but like, I, I feel like the way we play these games, we figure it out together. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's E and F. Yeah. The mechanics are pretty simple, but it's, you know... It's good to know the tone of this game. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be clear, is dark. <laughs> it's Wait, really no. dark. Why are they all no, dying? This it's is It's funny you say that, because like, it's very important we do get on the same page. We've yeah. done this before, where you have a totally different idea in your <laughs> head. This is fair. And we are playing something else entirely different. We're going to get there. But yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Understanding um, the tone is definitely very important. <laughs> all right. And then the very last one. The game runs the best when the players take time to create characters that are A, built to face challenges using the mechanics and stats. 
B, written, you can choose multiples of these. Written with extensive backstories or histories. C, given strong motivations in an immediate problem or crisis. D, tied into the other characters as allies, enemies, or either. Or E, written with some knowledge, research, or reading up on the game setting, real history, or an actual culture. I'm going to say D. Well, yeah, because the ties that bind, the ties that bind anyway, yeah. Yeah, I would say For D, me, that's important. And, a, and interestingly, a small part of E, because we're going to do some world building in this one, in the in the Session Zero stuff, and so that will some of the, that should matter, right? Otherwise, we're wasting our time. Right. Um, yeah, and the epic backstories, like that stuff is the kind of stuff that usually happens while you play. Well, you'd be surprised. For us. Oh, yeah, here. here. <laughs> no, you're right. For us. I've, I've, been, I've been handed some uh, oh, I novellas. <laughs> which fun fact i don't read <laughs> <laughs> note to self full disclosure oh yeah no don't way. bother you get you get like 500 words out of me that's oh my god <laughs> 120 <laughs> character I'm, i mean i'm i'm barely literate so um he's like yeah. if it fits in a tweet i'm good mm. uh these ugly cards i made i think i'm gonna buy actual ones but so we're so we've used the x card in the past it's a great safety tool i uh, highly recommend it we're not doing that this time um, I have another tool that we're going to use it's called the traffic lights. Uh, this one is by this particular implementation is by not the card. I made the cards. That's why they look bad. But uh, the idea is by uh, Peter Malmberg. So essentially the way it works is you've got a, a green light. Uh, it's supposed to be yellow. It's orange and a red light. Oh, my God. So uh, <laughs> look, this is I couldn't find my audio. pencil bag. Got it. <laughs> audio. Audio. Nobody can see any of this. Yeah, this is for you guys. This This is for you guys. I don't care. You can cut this. But um, and all the thought you put into it. Well, no, I want them at the table. So the way it works uh, is, if you like a thing that's going on in the scene or in the game, you hold up the green light. You're like, "This is good. I like this. I want more of this to happen." Um, If you are uncomfortable, basically, if you're like, "I want to veil this or move past it," then it's a yellow light. Um, And then if you're like, "This, I'm I'm X carding us. I don't want this. It's the red light." Um, he recommends having them in front of you. I think it's better in this case to, to hold it up so that I can actually see it. Yeah. Yeah. Is anybody like vehemently opposed to doing that? No, no I like okay. the, especially like highlighting the positive as well. Yeah. Instead of just being like, my I'm face, only reacting to shit. Yeah. My face usually reveals it, but I'm happy to hold the card. But we'll also stay silent though, making faces. Yeah, we're like, and so into this will like, <laughs> you yeah. have to address the thing immediately. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So that's that tool. I said the guy's name. Uh, credit him. You can get this for free too, uh, or the because there's a PDF, a print and play, or whatever that you can get for no dollars. Um, but I'll probably buy cards because his cards look a lot nicer than these. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we're going to use is lines and veils. Chris, do you remember who made <laughs> lines and veils? We definitely have done. We've done this before. Oh no, we haven't, we haven't done lines and veils for uh, Danger Dams before, have we? I don't know. I think we did that for... We did for Black Ah, Black Ron Blue. Edwards from Sex and Sorcery. So we're going to use Lines and Veils, which is a safety tool invented for the game Sorcery, which makes sense if you're familiar with the game Sorcery, uh, by Ron Edwards. So um, the way Lines and Veils work are I've given everybody a blank index card. So um, if you would, you can, add, you know, as anonymously as you want. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to push in this button here. All right. I want everybody to at least give me one, one thing that you want veiled, one thing that you'd want lined. It can be an obvious thing. That's fine. Like, for instance, there's not going to be any sexual abuse in this game. That's that's like right out. But if that's your veil, but I want everybody to at least write one because in the past we've done this and I get nothing. So everybody at least write one. So the way it works is um, lines are hard things. Those are things that you're like, Jacob, I do not want you to include this in any way in the game. I don't want it in there. And. You know, that could be anything. It could be sexual abuse. It could be child abuse. It could be animal abuse. It could be maybe you were in a really bad car accident and you don't want car accidents in the game. Maybe 
maybe you're afraid of heights and you don't want uh, scenes that feature like, you know, walking on trapezes in the game. Climbing a building. Yeah. So any of that stuff, that's lines. Veils are things that you're okay with the content being in the game, but you'd rather not have them described explicitly. So you're like, I don't really care if there's, uh, I don't really care if there's like car accidents, car accidents happen in the setting, but I don't want my character to like be present and sit through a car accident. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm so bad at this. I don't know. Like, I feel like as we play, this would come up for me. Yeah, um, that's fine. And, and and it's not, it is a living list, right? So it's not like the only things that we can line available things you have here. That's what the, the red light and stuff's for. Okay. Um, mostly when I was saying that, I was talking to Maddie and Chrissy because they've done this to me before where we've done lines and veils and they're like, I don't know, farts or whatever. And then that's it. And then we're the ones And it's like, we've gamed line. a lot. We've gamed a lot. You guys know what kind of stuff you don't want in the yeah. game. Um... Yeah, but you forget how damaged we are. We're like, yeah, but it'd be kind of fun to do that today. I quit heights in our first game and then had snow climb to the top of a building. <laughs> and jump. <laughs> so. Uh, and and so, like, a good example I'm going to bring up here. This isn't necessarily to be included, but, like, there's a lot of weird shit going on with bodily autonomy. And there certainly is the option to explore that in this game. Right? Uh, yeah, like, no rape. That would be well, that's, too much. Well, yeah, yeah you can put that down, but yeah. that's out. Like, there's there won't be any any form of it's, sexual abuse, period. That's a jig <laughs> And like similarly, there probably won't be any child abuse, but kids could get murdered in theory. You may be like, oh, I just don't even want that in there, right? Stuff like that. Don't stress about it too much. I mean, I'm not. Oh, really I think. Well, I think the game, the, the pause I have is I know what your lines and veils are, so it's not like I have to write something out because I'm like, oh, he's like this fucking demonic GM that I have to like fend right. my <laughs> fend off. Yeah, these are always much like you're way more sensitive than I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I don't know. I don't want to be ugly. These like, are usually <laughs> really good and important when you're playing at a table with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think is important here. I'm going to keep coming back to this list. So um, yeah, only right. because of the context of the game. <sighs> okay. But again, Katie, at least stress from you. Uh, if you're like, I can't think of anything, that's fine. Spiders. Well, I Spiders. keep I put that on here. Creepy crawlies. And I'm like, maybe it would be all right. Like, oh, for no. example, like racism or something like that. Like a mm. little bit of that could be interesting to build depth. But at the same time, like being blatantly racist throughout the game is not sure. cool. Oh, no. Yeah, which we're going to talk about that stuff anyway. But that's a good thing to veil. So anything that you're like, I don't really want a lot of this in the game. It's OK to veil that stuff. I mean, not anything like if you're you don't want like a hundred things veiled, but anything that you're like, I kind of be would be uncomfortable. It's fine to veil it. What is the creepy crawlies for you? Is that a line or a veil? I put that as a line. I'm just thinking back to heart. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well, too little too late. Is <laughs> one of the reasons why it's now a line. Mm. Oh, I'm well, just... you're welcome. I guess. We're marking I just don't see it coming soul. up in this game anyway. Like heart. I was willing to be OK with it because it make sense of the system but like what we're referring to is season three full of spiders or something hmm no i made you move the one little spider well that's weird actually this this session starts with you all in a pit full of spiders have you ever heard of a drider that's why i do not do lines of veils hey i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever pushed anybody's lines or veils not knowing no we haven't well right yeah i was saying that's what what i mean like you never know i think we've only done it for bluebeard's bride yeah but that's um would you pass me maddie's card too please that's right. right. There you go. There's a lot of paper in front of me. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I'm not much longer. You're that's good. okay. And we can, as something comes up, yeah. it can be added. Like you said, it's a living list. So okay. if you're like, nope, that's not going to work, X card it. Mm. It'd be like, we're not going to do that. Believe me, that's happened. Before. Can we X card like interactions with one another? Mm-hmm. Like, so if something's happening where it gets too mm-hmm. like intense, mm-hmm. we can take Stop a the break. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you can either enjoy it 
have a problem with it or stop it altogether, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And um, that has happened. I edit that stuff clear cleanly. So. And and you don't have to explain yourself. So that's the thing I didn't touch on. But if you're like, I'm X carding something, it's not like, all right, well, why? Right. Like if you X card some or if you red light something, that's just, just we just move joke. over. Like it's just that thing's done yeah. now. If we need to take a break, we'll take a break. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that tool works. Because the point is that you're you're supposed and that's a thing that Perfect. I'm gonna try to do better this time. In theory, I should be doing that stuff a lot, which is one of the reasons I'm switching to the stoplight thing okay. early to set the precedent, right? Like I think we use X cards pretty infrequently and I think would benefit from using that tool more. Um, just, literally just for the sake of like, maybe now's a good time to break and take a moment. Yeah, it's back. not like to single the person with the problem out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's me. You can single me out. <laughs> Always and forever. Gosh, these are both really cool playbooks. I'm surprised you didn't pick bear. I'm, I've got bear and I've got wolf. Oh, okay. So Owl basically, bear. Owl bear. Can we do a monstrous <laughs> thing? So basically, either I'm like a mama bear who's like, I protect everyone and all of you, or I'm like the sister who's like, no, Together. my people. Yeah. But like not a mother. Oh, no. I have a line. I don't want it to be bear. Right. That's kind of my concern with the bear. Do you say? <laughs> be more like a... Off the hip, just kind of like very loyal, but also like do what makes still you happy, low. not the one that's easy. Okay, so I've got uh, we've got lines, torture, uh, creepy crawlies, uh, sexual abuse, um, veils. We've got betrayal, racism, and claustrophobic scenes. Oh, that's fair. And again, living list. So if something comes up and you're like, ah, actually, I don't like that, or actually, whatever, the thing can change. That's safety tools. You wanna, we want to start playing this game? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you've got your playbooks in front of you. Um, you're just going to start by... Has everybody picked a playbook already? Yeah. Yep. You're going to start taking notes. All right. Well, let's just take a quick second just for anybody who's new or hasn't listened in a while to reintroduce ourselves. My name is Chrissy. I've been gaming for quite a long time. Um, we're not going to disclose that because you never ask a lady her age, <laughs> but um, long. And uh, I'm a big fan of these narrative-based games. This is our fourth season now. I think out of everything we've played so far, Monster of the Week is still my favorite. Out of that, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here. Uh, well, I am Maddie. I am also excited about season four. I think this is a really fun theme and a really cool genre. And I don't have a favorite because mothers don't have their favorites. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So same old hijinks. I'm Katie. I am new here. I have been a fan of Danger Dames. I've listened to all the seasons and just watched the progression and the drama and loved it. I was really happy when you guys asked me to come and play. Like, I've been very excited and lo looking forward to this. Uh, I am new to gaming, but I do love storytelling. So I'm excited about the narrative aspect of that. Yeah, I'm Jacob. <laughs> That's all you need to know. No, I'm Jacob. Uh, yeah, I've been gaming for a while. I've played a lot of these uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games and weird indie games. It's kind of my jam. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun system. I'm hoping interesting, maybe even a little bit edifying, but at the very least fun. Yeah, so uh, we can start. So a couple of important uh, setting things. Like I said, it, it's roughly generic fantasy kind of stuff. So, you know, swords and shields and hammers, that kind of thing. No, no like guns or, uh, you know what? I don't even know if there's really like siege weapons. I guess that stuff we can fill in as we play. That's not super important. We know today. Um, 
uh, a note, just get this out front in uh, in the way. The shadow explicitly represents uh, like toxic masculinity and kind of the, the structures of patriarchy that oppress people. It's not explicitly anti-male, but the shadow does corrupt men more easily. There's just something about being a dude or dude presenting person that makes you more susceptible to the shadow, which is why the entire watch is made up of uh, femme and non-binary folks. Um, all of the army, you know, they initially when the shadow raided, uh, there were loads and loads and loads of men sent off to war and most of them died or got corrupted. So the, the men who are left get kept far away from the kind of front line of conflict so that they don't get turned into weird monsters. Nice. And we're going to talk about what those monsters look like. You guys are going to help me figure that out here in a minute. Uh, an element of that that's important. So uh, the game assumes off the top, and we'll talk about some of the like cultural stuff that might be interesting to explore, but uh, trans women are women, trans men are men. So trans men are as susceptible to the shadow as um, born presenting male people are. But women and non-binary people are not immune to the shadow. They're just less susceptible to it than men. Does anybody need me to run through the definitions of the different uh, like gender options? I no. think they're on your no. sheet. But. We do not, unless you would like to include that level of wokeness in this session. Uh, sure. So a cis woman is a woman who is cisgender. They are someone who was originally assumed to be a girl or woman and who now identifies as a woman. A trans woman is someone who is transgender, a person who was originally assumed to be a boy or man and who now identifies as a woman. Uh, fluid, someone who is gender fluid has a gender identity that changes over time. A person who is gender fluid might at any time identify as male, female, any other non-binary gender identity or a combination of some or all the others. Non-binary. Someone who is non-binary does not identify as male or female, but rather something outside the male-female binary. This can be someone who uh, who who is a oh, a gender, um, but encompasses many other gender identities as well. And then gender queer is a queering of gender. It's an umbrella term used by um, one folks who don't feel they fit into any other gender category and use the term gender queer in the absence of a specific term that fits them. And two people who are comfortable with the queering of gender being their gender. Makes sense. Also, if you grab this book, it's got a pretty good three or four page, very simple primer on uh, gender stuff. Help you get started. Yeah. So something. Well, I guess we can go talk about it because here we are. Or at least let's think about it. And if somebody has any ideas, we can start jotting them down. But before the shadows invasion, invasion, how did clan society treat women and people with non-binary gender identities? So now post invasion, everybody's come together like essentially society at this point has accepted that trans people are the gender they identify as because uh, it works and there's a big monster, right? Depending on how interested we are in exploring that, it could be that the clans did not feel that way, right? Like individual clans may have felt very differently about gender roles, about trans identity, right? You know, you could have clans that are like, yeah, women stay at home and take care of the kids and men go out and do all of the like foraging and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's up to us, right? We, we can set that tone. That's, that's not an explicit, the, Patriarchal society is an explicit part of the game, exploring those specific gender issues among the clans isn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And like off the top of my head, I would say those closest to the border, like I would think it's all patriarchal and then exploded by the shadow, right? Those Mm -hmm. closer to the border are more matriarchal. The farther back you get, the less effect the shadow would have. And so they still retain some more of that like patriarchal and like segregation style gendering. Yeah, so now you have your sheet. You can choose your name, gender presentation, demeanor. You guys have for, you guys have done PBTA before. You know what to do. Just go. You go through the sheet and fill mm-hmm. stuff out. But but that's basically it, Katie. You're just going to start at the top of your sheet, and it just gives you options. And you're just going to pick options or come up with something cool on your own. I'm more than happy to help explain anything along the way because you have like stats and moves and stuff, which won't be obvious. But things like your presentation stuff, the rank, 
is something. I know mm. I'm kind of jumping down. You're but, good. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that either. Yeah. So um, I, I love to be the boss. So, so, <laughs> that now. so surprise. So yeah, the watch is an army. Uh, you're soldiers in an army. It's it's not like a ragtag crew of people. It's it's a military. And so everybody has a rank. And you advance through ranks during play. When creating characters, you're going to choose to be a recruit, initiate, warden, or corporal. Uh, it'll be important to decide as a group which characters will be the highest rank. There can be only one corporal at the start of play, and the highest ranking character will be responsible for deciding which characters are assigned what roles on various missions. So um, something I'm wondering is people were kind of forced into being in the military because the shadow came. So mm -hmm. it's like how long, I guess I'm thinking like how long has this been uh, going on? So, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I would be a recruit, but I don't know. Like, I just need context around mm -hmm. like how long has the shadow been invading? How many years has it been? I guess that's something that we can decide. Yeah, uh, so I do know that it's recent. I'm trying to see if if there's like there's like a, a start of the game text. This is like still within the generation of it, right? Mm. Like the first one. Uh oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. I was I should have just read you guys this. This is, here we go. Fun stuff. Story time. Everybody ready? Story ready. Yeah. Okay. Let's gather around father's right. feet. Before the shadow, your people were semi-nomadic, living in clans within. Did you say father's feet? <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> well, I'm, adding that, I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> uh, well, they don't act that way. Yeah, and I said father, so <laughs> I didn't make it weird. Uh, before the shadow, your people were semi-nomadic, living in clans with an ever-shifting network of alliances and enmities. Although one people, the clans were diverse in tradition, outlook, and custom. Those along the old border were traders, prosperous, and widely traveled. Those living in the central plains were gatherers and trappers, and those living further from the outside world were mountain herders, uh, solitary and secretive. And then the shadow came. Um, Fire um, Nation, um. right? Everybody? <laughs> uh, four months ago, it attacked without warning, overwhelming the border clans with superior numbers and the unnatural strength of the shadow held. The border clans initially attempted to fight back, but the men of the clans were too susceptible to the call of the shadow. During those early desperate battles, most men turned against the clans, swelling the ranks of the Shadow's army. Weakened, wounded, and heart sore, the survivors fled to take refuge with neighboring clans and raise the alarm. The chaos that resulted almost shattered the clans. News of the Shadow created new feuds and fanned the flame of old hatreds, but ultimately, as the Shadow's army pushed further and further into clan lands, clan divisions were set aside in the name of survival. It was clear that if the clans were to re remain free of the Shadow's taint, they would have to stand together. So it was that the clans were dissolved. The people fell back, establishing a new border and a combined army known simply as the Watch, right? Everybody, you get it? The game? Yeah. Okay, all right, making sure. Keep up. Spoiler. Uh, not, waiting, not wanting a repeat of past tragedies, the Watch does not allow men to join its ranks and keeps those men who remain untouched by the shadow off the front lines and out of the shadow's direct reach. You are a soldier of the Watch. That's in bold, so I had to say it louder. Tasked with defending <laughs> the new border and reclaiming the land taken by the shadow. You have lost so much in a short time. Clan, custom, land, and loved ones that it sometimes leaves you breathless. You stand together with your comrades in arms in defense of the people, but though the clans were dissolved, the old fault lines are always there, just below the surface. The shadow seeps into those fault lines, hoping to shatter the strength of the people once more. Uh, and an important note, uh, you won't lose. Like, all of your characters might die. There might be, like, horrible catastrophic repercussions, but you will win, eventually. There's not a version of the ending of the game where the shadow just overcomes and kills everyone. It's about what you guys have to pay to get there. That's mm. what the game's about. Okay, well. Essentially, the flow of the game is that it's a conversation at the table. I I'm essentially in charge of the world. Like the, the people that aren't you guys, I'm basically in charge of, but it's a bit more collaborative than that. And so a lot of times I'll post questions to you guys and it'll be like an open conversation. 
until one of you says something that triggers a move. So moves are like specific guidelines that change the conversation in a certain way. Um, most of your moves are going to make you roll with something. Uh, anytime the game asks you to roll, you're going to grab two D6. You're going to roll them together and you're going to add whatever it tells you to add. So a stat or any bonuses, whatever. The moves always function the same way. So uh, seven plus is a hit. Um, you have two types of hits. You have a seven to nine, which is like uh, usually a hit with consequence. So most of your moves are going to tell you what happens on a seven to nine, but that's really what it means. Some, you're going to get what you want, kind of, but something in the middle is going to happen. If you're trying to sweet talk your way past a guard, a bouncer at a club and you get a seven to nine, the bouncer's like, OK, but you have to bribe me. Okay. Um, a 10 plus is like a full on successful hit. And that means you just get what you want. You're like the bouncer's like, yep, awesome. You get in a six minus is um, a miss. And what that really means is it just passes all of the narrative control back to me. And it says, all right. GM, what happens next? Or in this case, Mistress of Ceremonies, which will be my title. Mistress. Um, MC. Actually, I'll probably end up yeah, calling myself GM. Miss doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go terrible for you, but you don't get no to decide control. How. Exactly, yeah. So it gives <laughs> it's me... in God's hands. It gives me, yeah, it gives me the, the uh, authority to, uh, to use like hard moves, what they're called. So basically, I can hit you with consequences. Gotcha. Okay. All right, stats. I'm only gonna read these once, okay? Oh my god! I did have a question about <laughs> yeah. that. Like, um, do we need to keep up with stats, like as we earn things, yeah. like experience? Like, that's a that's mm -hmm. something that there should be a track on there for experience. Is there not? Yeah, there is. Okay, a yeah. weary, jaded experience. So we just like tick it off yep. as we go, mm -hmm. and then and you'll want to fill those out in pencil because the those tracks are going to change a okay. lot. Right. Yep. And then that that's like evolution of the character. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the character yeah, yeah. then evolves with more experience. Exactly. And there's some cool there there are some really cool uh dials in this game. Uh especially the way that you earn experience and and the way that you get magic powers or whatever by being evil. Oh, oh no. And supporting yeah. So you get so every time you make that roll or whatever and you fail with the uh the like doing something toxic and gross, you get uh a special move. Every time you let every time you let the shadow in, that's what the move's called. So every time you kind of give yourself over to the shadow, which you actually don't, it doesn't have to be you doing something gross. You can choose to do it to get some kind of insight or whatever. Gotcha. Um, you get shadow moves, I think they're called, which are like super strong evil powers. <laughs> you Outstanding. Um, but don't they like affect you? They make you weary. Yeah. Yeah. And if you fill up your, if you completely fill it up, you that's when you you succumb to the shadow and you become an NPC. You become a bad guy. PBTA game characters don't tend to be the most clean. Like they're like a little dirty. Morally gray. Yeah. Especially this game, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the tone. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Let me give you stats. I'm talking too much. Let's do it. Uh, cunning is smarts, intellect, and shrewdness. Uh, luck is mystique, fortune, natural charms, and good looks. Uh, not good looks, just says looks. Yeah. Training is combat, ability, discipline, toughness, and experience in the field. And valor is courage, boldness, and leadership. Another good thing to consider too, Katie, when picking your stats, if you read your special moves, especially if you know what move you want to take, that'll usually tell you what your, the stat that you're going to be using a lot for your character is. But you may also be like, I just don't want this negative one. I don't want to be rolling at a minus. Right, so, right. There's, there's no, there's no right answer. And honestly, um, if you're like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to use the most, feel free to leave it out for now. And when you're, you know, maybe after we play for a little bit, you're like, oh, this is where I want my plus one. Then you can throw it on there. Thanks. Yeah. That said, the watch police will come over here and probably arrest you. But I'll just be like, look, <laughs> it wasn't on me. Mm, this stuff is useful, too. So I'll, I'll read some of this while you guys are finishing up character creation stuff. So player principles um, and agenda. So the player principles. There are two principles that every player shares. Make the other characters look awesome and share screen time with them. 
Oh, that's the first principle. So make the other characters look awesome and share screen time with them. The second one is keep an eye out for each other's emotional safety and be kind to one another. So that's your guys' job while we play. And then there are playbook agendas. So what what playbooks did we land on? Uh, I think I'm going to do Lioness. So Lioness is to be charming and daring. That's your agenda as you have those two agendas as a player. And then as the Lioness, you're supposed to be charming and daring. You have the wolf. Wolf, yep. You to be aggressive and fiercely loyal. I'm going to be the fox. What's your agenda? The agenda is to be enigmatic and mystical. Yep. And then you'll choose your moves. And then we'll do some character introduction stuff and start some world building. (laughs) <laughs> so do we want to do do we want to run through the clan questions first or do we want to do character introductions first? Uh, I guess do the clan thing first right, just to make sure we didn't like so assign ourselves pick. to the Nazis. Well, none of them are. They're all good guys. So Thason is herders and equestrians. Uh clan Morsh is yeah. traders. Sharn is hunters and gatherers. Uh Charsa is miners. Uh Toltho is craftsfolk and farmers. Uh Dothas is mystics. Hmm. Rikti is nomads. Uh, Thaden is Builders and Masons, and Molthos is Rugged Mountaineers, and then Roishan is Warriors. Yeah, I got it then. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Because this is who we were before. This is, yeah, four months ago before the Shadow Attack, you lived in this community and worked with these people. Um, But since then, now you all live in camps and towns together. And some, some people are like, old clans are right, this stuff, but that's stupid and impractical. And they would be going home with their six friends. So there's a little Sharn yeah. in the town somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Because hunters have to like pack to stay alive when they're fighting and finding food. Sounds like a Sharn to me. How about you, Katie? Okay, I'm a Dothos. I think that's why you're supposed to do camaraderie first, though, because I have like my, we have the same clan. Yep. So uh, once you guys are ready, we'll go ahead and do, once you guys have your gear and all of that stuff, we'll go ahead and do character introductions and do camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do clan questions and then we'll make the shadow. Uh, and then I think that's it. Yeah. Is everybody ready? I yeah. think so, yeah. Oh, all right. Who wants to kick us off with uh, some character introductions? All right, fine. I'll go. As I say, not everybody jump on that at once. Okay. Um, all right. Well, this is Chrissy. I am playing the playbook Wolf. Uh, my character's name is Leta Volkov. Um, she is from the clan Sharn, the hunters and gatherers. Uh, she has this amazing sword. I don't want to say it's a broadsword because I think that's probably too big. Well, no, she's a big lady, so I'm going to say, yeah, she's this big, beautiful broadsword with this uh, gilded handle, um, and it has this reputation to be cursed. She doesn't know what the curse is, and she doesn't care because it's a badass sword. She found it randomly in the body of one of her sisters during a battle. Nobody around, so she was like, well, this is mine now, and uh, kept it for herself. She's tall and um, just assuming, like... When she walks in the room, you notice her because she's of of tall stature and like broad sized, like linebacker. Not quite linebacker, but yes. Okay. She's still kind of lithe because she's fast, but like, yeah, she's, she has a sharp face, but a friendly face. Like she's not intimidating visually, other than her size, hmm. which she plays up or plays down depending on whom she's in the room with. And she like, just wears like typical. Good clothes for if you're going to go out and fight something or if you're going to um, go like, hunting randomly, like just comfortable wear that won't get in the way. But it's not necessarily like armor. Like, is it like nice leathers or like what's the yeah, just day leathers like <laughs> night leather? <day> leather. <laughs> this is my this is my weekend wear. <laughs> um, yeah, just, you know, maybe a pair of like leather pants and like a linen shirt, depending on the heat of the day or whatever. Hmm. Furs if it's cold. 
Cool. Okay. Always with that sword strapped to her back. The big cursed sword. I like it. Um, I am going to be Sylvia Dyer, but my people call me Sylvie. So I am a cis woman. Um, I'm going to have, I have black, a black bob with bangs that streaked with silver. I'm 30, about 30 years old. My eyes are gray that have, and I have like fine, the sense of like fine lines. I have a long face. I have like natural clothing, um, like easy flow, kind of flowing, comfortable clothing. Um, I do, I have a spear as my weapon and it's like a spear that I've had since I was a a teenager and I, I used it to hunt it to, to provide for, for our family. But since the shadow came, I've had to enhance it with trinkets and, um, oddments. So it's uh, covered in like different kinds of stones and, you know, it's, um, painted in different ways and enhanced. Uh, I wear a hagstone around my neck as protection. My armor is, I don't really have armor. It's like evolved as a necessity to, to fight the shadow. So it's just like a, a chest armor that just goes over my head and it's not on my head, but it's, it just sits on my shoulders and comes down like right below my breast. It is also enhanced with different kinds of gems and stones and, um, magic stuff. So for my clan, the Dothas, when the shadow came, our society was more matriarchal and something that they did was they took out our, our main women, our leaders, Mm -hmm. and we were able to revive one of them, but at a cost. And the cost now within me is that I have veins on my face, on the sides of my face that glow blue. And I try to hide them with makeup and, and, you know, paint. But when in times of stress, they, you can see the veins coming through more, kind of like the witcher, I guess. Mm, Okay. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So that would be the scar that, that I have. And then the symbol, our symbol is, it kind of looks like, um, it's just a line. Like it looks a little primitive, but it's just like the shape of a lightning bolt. What's her demeanor? Her demeanor is she's kind of not assuming, but you wouldn't want to cross her kind of person. The hair know? makes me feel like very gothy. That's why I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what's like her jam? She's, yeah, she's kind of gothy. Okay. Yeah. Just hanging in the shadows kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Until it's time and then she steps up and she's kind of like a have to get to know you person before she's really involved but she uh, she is brave and she'll, you know, and loyal. She'll stand up for what she believes in. Hmm. Okay, cool. Nice. All right. Well, this is Maddie and I'm playing the lioness. Um, it's going to be Bellamy Lockhart. When you see Bellamy, really, you just get a sense of tawny. Their skin is golden. They have this big shock of like golden hair just kind of like all over their head. Their eyes are this kind of like bright whiskey color. And they're wearing these like colorful beautiful tailored pants and vest, just like bright garish colors. And then her cloak is very specific. It is this like prowling silver lioness in this like night blue. Uh, It marks which part of the nomad clans that she's uh, in. And uh, yeah, they're just, uh, everything about them just speaks of like fluid, athletic, prowling, just like 5'11", you know, just kind of lean. 
kind of ambiguous age. I mean, under 35, but kind of somewhere in there. And she holds herself just really boldly. When she enters the room, she knows everyone there. She talks to everybody. Like, she owns the space. It's all a good time. I mean, life is to be lived, right? The big piece about her armor, or her gear, I should say, is the bastard sword that's strapped to her back. It's the blade of grass, which is really known amongst the Ricti. And it's a really famous sword that was handed to her because her father was taken in the shadow. So how did she end up with the sword then, if her dad was taken? She took it from him. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so then we're, let's go around. We'll just go in the same order, I guess. And let's do the ties that bind. So the camaraderie questions. I would start by writing down, there should be a camaraderie box on the back of your sheet, I think. It should be a, like a spot to track camaraderie somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like so fix your picture. Mm -hmm. You'll want to write down the three characters' names. So one of the main systems for advancement in this game is camaraderie. So there, there's basically, there's two tracks for advancement. You have experience and jaded. Experience is a reflection of positive growth. Jaded, on the other hand, is a reflection of accumulated burnout and hard lessons learned. Both tracks have five boxes. When the rules tell you to gain experience or jaded, you mark one box on the appropriate track. When one of these tracks is filled, you erase all of the marks and take an appropriate advance, either a standard advance or a jaded advance, depending on which track. Um, when you do this, mark off the advance you're choosing and modify your character sheet as needed. So, uh, experience is gained in one of five ways. By rolling a highlighted move, we'll do that at the start of session. Uh, by completing missions, marking camaraderie for a character with whom you already have three camaraderie, through certain playbook-specific moves that give experience, and through eulogizing a fallen character. So, um, the way camaraderie works is that you're going to be generating and losing camaraderie basically all the time, constantly, with, um, with each other as player characters and with NPCs. Uh, if you have three camaraderie with uh, another character and you would take another camaraderie, you advance, there is some risk. We'll talk about some other time, but there's some risk to keeping your camaraderie high because you're more likely to lose camaraderie with that character and have like a falling out and have to repair that relationship. Love hurts. <laughs> yeah. But you always also want to be pushing your camaraderie a little bit because if you get four, if you have three and you mark it again with somebody, you get experience. You level up. That said, uh, you're, you do not need to fill out. There's a bunch of um, bonds on here. You don't need to fill out all of those. You really just need one for uh, each other player. And then if you have some that you're like, oh, this also seems really cool to me. Even if you're like, this seems cool to me to have an NPC as that thing, we can fill in some of that stuff. I feel like I have communed with Lettuce, long dead ancestors. Your people came to the Dothas clan for solace and um, we were able to bond over that. Okay. Do we know which clans were closer to the border? Mm -hmm. Like the, the hunter-gatherer clans would be the ones hit because they're the ones out in fields trying to get the food. And then and then suddenly my village is gone and all the men have been destroyed. I think Letta's, I think Letta lost a father and a brother. But uh -huh. like I think that she would have left her village decimated and have gone to yours for somewhere to be. Mm -hmm. And then so I think with going off of your ties at bind, I have one that says... I have sworn an oath of blood sisterhood. So I think Sylvie and I have, we have sworn a, a blood oath basically to protect each other. Okay. All right. And yours was that you had communed with her. Her long dead ancestors. Okay. Yeah. You were seeking like answers and we were able to contact them and give you some solace. Um, I have, um, I want to know Bellamy better, but they make me nervous. I think then it'll simply be my clan and and Letta's clan have fought side by side against the shadows. That would make sense with nomads. Bellamy seems frightened of me and with good cause. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Because I know that you're going to fall to the shadow. It's only a matter of time. 
Oh, no. Oh, that so works. I love I it. I like it. Good drama. <laughs> and also, I've shared my bed with Bellamy in the past. Oh, no. Oh, that's on move. the same line? <laughs> it's, it's another one. But that's yes. her other one. <laughs> I get plenty of camaraderie with that. Like, I'm not mad. Mm. Oh, I didn't say this. It does it say on the sheet? Every time, every for each bond, you choose another person for you mark one camaraderie with them. So you'd have, right now, uh, each have you one. each have one with each other. Should we pick more than one? Uh, No, you don't have to. Well, I we, think. Okay. We, do we pick all of them? We need to mm, fill out the whole you thing. You don't have to do all of them. Ah. Oh, so we just choose one. So ours is the I'm afraid of you. Okay. And it's because you're tainted. <laughs> you're tainted. You're dirty. That's just your uh, your stereotype of our of our clan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I smell wrong dog. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't look. Okay, right. <laughs> so you you know that she'll fall to the shadow. Well, yours was that she's afraid of you for good reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe she doesn't like what she can't control. Maybe you don't know me the way you think you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is everybody's rank? Well, that's what we got to figure out, right? Oh, yeah, is that we next? can do that now. So sorry. Somebody has to be um, the corporal. Well, no, somebody doesn't have to be the corporal, but there is a corporal in your group. So if it's not one of you, it's somebody. It's an NPC. What are we thinking? I don't I- want to put Jacob in charge of us. <laughs> I'm not going to be the corporal. Uh, yeah, that I think that that's tracks. Too much. I'm okay to do it. I'm okay with you to do it. What do you want to do? Um, it wouldn't make sense for Bellamy to do it. Okay, then I'll just do it, given the way she's stacked. So are you a warden? I'm going to be the corporal. You're the corporal then. and then Bellamy is a warden. And What are the other ones? Sergeant? Uh, initiate who is has training but is not a full-fledged member and recruit who's like, "Get out of your tent. Come on." I think I'm I'm like a um I'm a warden, but I don't want to be you know, I'm just like forced. You just happen to be around long enough now. Yeah, then. it's been long enough. I'm st- I'm here because I have to be here. Yeah, but just like not. This is wasn't begrudgingly. My, this what begrudgingly. That's the word. This wasn't my plan. I didn't. This isn't what I wanted in life. But I'm going to do it. What are the other ones, Jacob? The sergeant, lieutenant commander, commander, watch captain, field marshal. Um, those are all. Those are all things above your pay grade. Excellent. So you guys can't be any of those things yet. Um, yeah, so, and if you ever become a watch captain, you're, you become an NPC. So the watch captain, players can't be the watch captain. Right. I'm just thinking, like, my character's ambitious, so mm-hmm. she's, like, constantly, like, come on, come on, I want to be sergeant, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is not sergeant behavior. <laughs> Get in line, soldier. <laughs> She'd probably say that more to herself. Because <laughs> I don't think she's a very good leader. <laughs> uh, so, we did that. Now well, we're going to do... I didn't say what Bellamy was. What, yeah, what yeah. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, she's sorry. an initiate. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I got to be grudging and a baby. All right. <laughs> I'm a baby. I'm a teen. We're a fun team. That does mean, though, that uh, in terms of seniority, uh, Bellamy is specific. Like, you are specifically accountable for Bellamy, right? Like, uh, she's not a full member. Right. So, you know, and on some level, your leadership duties are supervising uh, Bellamy. No goodies. Or babysitting. You feel the cloak. Flutter back off her shoulder. No problem, boss. So I've got Sharn is first on my list. Known for their skilled hunters and gatherers. What tyrant came from this clan and what small good came from their reign? Tyrant came from my clan. Yeah. So somebody came from your clan, enforced their rule, but something good came out of it. This is while we were clanned. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from, from so your bef- history. This is the history of right. your clan. So before the breaking. Mm-hmm. I think that there was a clan leader, Lucius the Fourth, who was very pompous and thought his shit didn't stink, but really it did. But he had a very strong wife who in the end she challenges him to a uh, to a competition of hunting and he's killed during the hunt which changes the clan's leadership from male to female and this is before the fall of the uh, the world so we were already being led by women before it became necessary to be led by women okay so who who is the current uh leader of uh who, who would have been right before the fall the leader of clan sharn and are they still alive uh how about luisa l-o-u-s-i-s-a excuse me okay and are they still alive yeah they've stepped down from fighting but um a lot of sisters seek her out for approval sure that's your role model right yeah okay all right, so then, uh, so it's supposed to be who has the lowest, but you guys all have com- one camaraderie with each other, right? Correct. Okay, so then we it doesn't matter. We can do it as a table, but somebody, not Chrissy, what key area do does Clan Sharn still control? Uh, so there's a map here. Weigh that um, around real quick. Yeah. Do you see it? Does that help? <laughs> uh, the forest, though, for real. Is okay. there like a forest near the border? Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of... Um, Where are we in relation to so, this? This is everything behind the border. So this is all shadow lands okay. and this is all the space. Yeah, I think controlled. there is like a great ancient forest that Sharn still controls. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Going down the list. Dothas is next. Known for their mystics and seers. So, uh, Katie, what makes this clan indispensable to the others? They have the good drugs. <laughs> our clan um, is indispensable because other clans have always come to us to to talk to lost ones or in sickness when they were looking for answers or cures. Okay. So specifically talking to like the dead ancestors and hope for like the hopelessly dying? Yeah, or just like, um, yeah, cures. Um, even like someone who is lost in love, you know, it could even be... You Love know, it doesn't potions. have to be so so serious as well. It could also be, you know, a little bit lighter. Um, what tragedy was Clan Dothas uh, at the forefront of? So This when... is not you, Katie. You don't get to answer this question. Oh. They do. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I don't get to answer at all. Nope. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if it gets I mean, buck wild, you're like, you're like, I hate it. That's or if fine. you're like, you know, it would sound really great. Yeah, yeah. You, you get they... to collaborate, but technically they're in charge of the decision. Okay. I guess we could make him plague carriers. That's why she could fall to the shadow. That's why she's marked up in the face. What was your thought, Katie? <laughs> I do like the plague thing. Well, um, my thought was the tragedy that their leader was captured by the shadow. That's your tragedy. Yeah, it's the tragedy this, you caused. Yeah, this uh, is the tragedy you caused. Well, not her. Right? right. Not her, 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 her people. Her people. Yeah, yeah, that her clan was involved in some years ago. Like maybe like messing around with necromancy. They shouldn't have done that. And then that's why I'm marked. With the with the veins. That's right. You do bring people back. Yeah, I think um, some cure went awry and it became a plague and killed off, you know, 10%, right? And what's it was it called, what's it called? That's got to be some sort of COVID. <laughs> no. Some, do- some Dothis or Fox related hmm. mange. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, rabies. So we don't we don't have to settle that right this second. We can 
circle back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, playing around with like bringing someone back, they inadvertently spawn a. I don't think you're bringing anybody back. Like they were curing someone of whatever they're dying from, and it just backfires and then becomes like a, a plague. I'm going to name it. Hmm. I got a plan. Clan Richti, um, known for their nomadic lifestyle. What sacred object is this clan reputed to possess? The easy, obvious one is that you have a magic sword or whatever. No, right? it's my sword, though. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be this? I know. That seems like an easy thing, Well, though. but if you're, uh, that makes sense if your dad was some kind of, like, uh, important clan member. I know, but then it makes you it, like, super princess. important. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, well, but let's be, be clear, point. you are important. I mean, the, the three of you will be at the forefront of uh, ending the literal end of the world. I just so. want to be so obvious, but the blade of grass That's makes sense. It's a sacred object. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then for you two, uh, what clan did this one split off from? So what clan did Rikti used to belong to? That's not necessarily a bad or good thing, right? I don't think so. Um, what? I think I think what it's there for is the potential drama of these people who used to be part of this clan and are no longer part of this clan. Well, they became nomads, so it's almost like they would break off from something the opposite of that, right? Maybe I think it's kind of interesting that they would break off from like the Sharn. That was my initial thought, just because of the way we kind of aligned everybody. Yeah, that was my initial thought. I just didn't know if that was dramatic enough, but like that would make sense to me in my head. Is that they were hunter gatherers and they were like, look, there's more to life than just getting food and killing food or just jumped up farmers. I think I think the the cool side of doing a different clan is that that right now we only have three clans really okay. fleshed out in yeah, play, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not my choice. It's up to you guys. Hmm. It's got to be the face. And then if it's just another clan, it's got to be something that's like mobile. Yeah. And that makes that makes sense too. herders and equestrians. And always the jokes about, okay, sheep herder, you think you're such a big, bad little warrior. All right. Uh, so some more some more question stuff. That should be everything on y'all's character sheets, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, do, uh, uh, experience, where we have to pick stats. what we get experience from, right? You said it was like... We'll do that's the start of session. You'll underline uh, a, oh, not that a stat, a each move. Game? That's every session. Yeah. The person that you have the okay. most camaraderie with gets to pick a stat for you. Okay. Or not a stat, a move for you to use. Only three levels of harm. Oof. Right. You can get killed quickly. <laughs> well, they warned me. <laughs> it's going to be the fennec flu. That's mm. what it is. Let's actually do yeah, this. That's one good. First. Yeah. Like it's the fennec, fennec flu. Like fennec fox. Mm-hmm. Fennec flu. It is. So <laughs> you spread the fennec flu. So let's your people. Let's build our uh, our shadow here. So um, we're going to choose two. Does the shadow want? So this is what the shadow wants: for women to serve with gladness and delight, for men to serve without emotion, to pervert the land and all its creatures. <laughs> hey, don't give me that face. You guys asked explicitly to play this game. I know, I know. Don't put that I'm on back me. In. I'm back in. To prevent the land and all, uh, to pervert the land and all its creatures. Oh, now's a good time to talk about tone. Yeah, actually, while we do this. So here's a good place. So again, this is a dark game. Uh, this is not a game, uh, like this is not a uh, friendship is, what is it? Friendship, friendship is, is magic, magic game, right? This is a game about women working very hard against a lot of odds to overcome toxic masculinity. Um, and trying to create something better on the other side of it. So it deals with a lot of heavy themes, uh, dark material, material like, or, you know, content like control, um, the way that toxic masculinity creeps into our normal interactions with people. That's a big part of the game. How we get our needs met, how we request help, how we care about one another. That's the kind of stuff this game is about. All right. Um, all right. 
I said I'm in. Well, I know. No, this isn't. I'm not. I'm looking at you, Maddie, but only because you're right across from me. Mm-hmm. Um, has the paper hiding his face for me. <laughs> so, but so all of that to say that I don't think it's not like a dreary, unfun game or anything, but I expect the content to be relatively heavy um, and and slightly horrific at times. I'm guessing based on some of the choices you pick here. Now, my intent is not to like crank up the horror element or anything, but there's gross, bad stuff. It's a weird monster that's converting people and corrupting them and turning them into evil doers uh yeah does that make sense anything mm-hmm. that like immediately jumps out or anyone has a qualm with no anything you want to add i'm okay to being painful yeah. i'm just yeah. like it's when you read them all off at once it's awful yeah yeah so. i mean one of the one of the ways you level up is by reading a eulogy for another character death oh. death is definitely a possibility in the game so first was um biddable second dude was oh, emotionless that wasn't even all the ish that let me I, i'll go through them again polluting the planet okay because we didn't get through all of them so for women to serve with gladness and delight Ugh. for men to serve without emotion to pervert the land and all its creatures submission without resistance perfect order and hierarchy uh dissension and disunity among its enemies we have to pick two emotionless emotionless men mm-hmm also, fun fact, the shadow gets stronger as the game goes on. And the shadow is an actual entity. It's not like a... Uh, that, you don't know. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's what we're deciding right now. Okay. Um, is those things about the shadow. But yeah, the shadow is not... The shadow isn't nebulous, toxic masculinity. The shadow is a something thing that's causing, causing this. Okay. this. Yeah. That's what I need to hear. Okay. What about adding submission? Yeah, that one resonated with me. Too. I just didn't want to speak up, but yes, I love yeah. it. Without resistance. Yeah. Like not necessarily we slur- serve with gladness, but that we just don't fight. Um, unless, okay, so it's either that, uh, like it's they feel nothing and they just want to crush the thing before them, or it's they feel nothing and there's a level of perfection, but that gets kind of Nazi-ish. Well, yeah, it, when it's worth noting too, the shadow is not just men. Right. Uh, it, I mean, it just like I mean, like people, overall but, dogma, like yeah, yeah. the thought. So that would be the the two points that I liked. Um, all right. So we've got for now at least the shadow it wants the shadow wants for men to serve without emotion and for uh, submission without resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the shadow is, choose two: darkly sorceress, subtle and hard to discern, reality warping, terror inducing, or technological. Ooh, technological is kind of creepy to me. And this would affect like how. We react to it, yeah. This Reality is this is going to affect how I build your too. conflict with the shadow, right? Let's do tech and terror inducing, since you like tech. For now, yeah, again, shadow gets stronger. It's creepy. Mm. Mind control. All right. The shadow servants, <laughs> we're going to choose two. The shadow servants are men hollowed out into auton- automatons who never eat or sleep, men twisted into unnatural creatures of war, women turned to exemplars of sublime and unsettling beauty, women corrupted into idols and objects of veneration, Cogs in a devastating machine of war or berserkers who fight to the bitter end. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's hollow men or men twisted. It's Stepford wives or like Kardashians. And then it's some, like Cogs twisted by war. And yeah. berserkers. And berserkers. Yeah. And, and a specific thing to consider here, right, that we already have their terror inducing and technological. So what the shadow considers an exemplar of sublime and unsettling beauty is mm. probably just pretty mm-hmm. fucked up. That's what I was saying, Kardashian, like something that's like yeah. botched looking. Okay. Like, uh, so botch woman and what else? If we're thinking technological, men hollowed out into automatons who never eat or sleep. Makes sense. Um, that does seem kind of scary to me. Like, because in our world now, we've put the men on the back burner. We're like, you stay back there. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, we got to keep you safe. The idea of having men that are actually frightening seems scary to me. Well, like the idea of like emotionless hollow, it all kind of. Cogs could also be pretty creepy and weird, so. 
Hmm. Well, we know how weird you can get. So. It's going to be creepy and weird. No yeah. It's kind of my job. I, I think I'd prefer cogs because it gives us just a broader splash of, of way to like manage it since we're doing it motionless. They can look like different things. They could do different things. Like okay. adapting from what they were before kind of thing versus just like robots. Okay. What do you think? With the Stepford Wives? No. With the botched bitches. Botched bitches. Oh, so corrupted into idols. Okay, I did get that wrong. I thought we'd said turned into exemplars of sublime and unsettling beauty. But we want idols and objects of veneration. I don't know. I think I was, that's what I thought we were talking about when you said. That's why I didn't like either one of them because I don't understand them. <laughs> so I think, so women turned into exemplars of sublime and unsettling beauty, I think is women forced to conform to whatever the shadow's perspective, but weird, gross robot versions yeah, yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay I'm whereas you. women corrupted into idols and objects of veneration, I think is less about performance and more about like the like visual expression of something i don't know what it would be i guess of terror and uh, submission without resistance does that make sense I th- so i think like one is like doing a role well and the other is like an idol right mm. i want to do the role one i don't want to do the other one okay. it makes me too sad and then cox yeah is that cool are we in yeah yeah i'm trying to imagine this without it being body horror we'll see <laughs> Yeah, it happens. <laughs> well, there has to be some visual mark yeah. of the shadow. Yeah, it's, it's you know, like veins on your face. Horror elements. Uh, <laughs> all right, last one. What the shadow does, we're going to choose two. Turn men into weapons, uh, turn women into objects, amplify the voices of the shadow held, silence all opposition, or crush, crush autonomy and grind down the willful. If they amplify voices, that means they've taken like mundane, moderate people and made them crazy. And I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's what we're living in. Yeah. I like the silence op- opposition. Or do we like the crush the willful? Was that the last one? That's the very last one. Crush autonomy and grind down the willful. Oh, gosh. Wear them out. We want submission without resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Is we- that last one? Yeah. Yeah. So crush autonomy? Yeah. All right. So our shadow uh, wants for men to serve without emotion and for submission without resistance. It is terror-inducing and technological. Its servants are women turned into exemplars of sublime and unsettling beauty and cogs in a devastating machine of war. And the shadow amplifies the voices of the shadow held and crushes autonomy and grinds down the willful. Oof. Yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> Scary. Uh-huh. It makes right. me want to fight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> with you. <laughs> with me? With somebody. <laughs> Anybody, everybody. I'm just mad. Uh, Letta. After the first attack by the Shadow, your clan was to play a vital role in the early response. What was your clan supposed to do, and why were you not able to do that? What do you wish you could have done differently? Oh, gosh. Um, All right, so like I said, in the narrative that I thought earlier is that we'd be the first that were attacked. Mm -hmm. I mean, frankly, keep it simple. I think they were expected to hold the line. Nobody knew what we were up against, right? They're the hunters. They're the gatherers. They can handle it. They weren't able to because it's... The shadow. Yeah, give give me a little bit more. So what? So it's the shadow, but like, what specifically about your clan kept you from being able to to hold the line for however long? Right. Well, I think the naive naivety of them—they didn't know what they were up against. They were probably some of the first, as I mentioned, we were a female-led clan, so a lot of our leadership was female. I think they were probably some of the first um, women corrupted the the Barbies or whatever. Mm. You know. 
Mm, that's good. So your so your leadership kind of fell. Yeah, like immediately. Like they were the first converted into those monstrosities. And once we watched the women that were leading us like become these monstrous creations, the it they ran. Nice. Um, the men were probably m- murdered and or turned into automatons, right? Because it's mm-hmm. men are most susceptible, and those few of us women that were able to escape us ran. What Letta thinks she could have done differently? Mm-hmm. I can come back to if you want. What do you or not? Do you think you could have done differently? Like, what do you what wish you could have done, done differently? differently? Yeah. What regrets do you have? That we all didn't run immediately to garner more numbers. That you didn't work with other people, maybe? Yeah. Maybe mm, some male warriors. Oh, no. Or just other clans. Yeah. Like, you're so headstrong. You're so powerful, right? Yeah. Gonna... Um, all right. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'll pitch this one to you. Uh, to you, Bellamy. Your clan was the only one that voted against dissolving the clans. Why did the rest of the clans vote against you? And why did you go along with them anyway? We voted against dissolving? You were the only clan that voted against dissolving. You're the only clan that wanted to stay clans. So why didn't anybody else agree with you? And why did you go along with it anyway? In fact, actually, so you have a second to think, Katie. I'll go ahead and give you yours. Mm, Here's a fun one. Your clan had an opportunity to prevent the violence and chaos of the Shadow's very first invasion. Why didn't you act? And when did you realize you made a terrible mistake? (laughs) I think the... The pride groups would have, like the nomad groups, would have voted against dissolving the clans because that's they're nomadic, so that's the central to their society, right? Is the clan is the family, and that's I mean, if you dissolve it, it's like dissolving your family, right? And I think some distrust of the Dothis clan and some of the mountain people who never came down to help, right? But I think eventually caved because of the decimation of the shadow, like it was just sheer loss that forced their hands. Sheer loss to your clan specifically. Yes, because we lost dude. I guess we'll have to name dude eventually, but I can name him if you want. Sure, Frank, Bob. This is your dad, right? <laughs> yeah, dead Jeff. dad. De- well, is he? We just <laughs> I, lost him. Just took a sword. It's all I said. Oh no! Tells everyone to put that out there. It's a oh, twist. No. So the Dothas, our opportunity to prevent the shadows' violence was when we could we could have retreated and hidden like our young men in our clan but we thought that you know we could fight and they they couldn't they they were taken and we realized we made a terrible mistake because it just happened so fast all of a sudden they were they were overtaken by the shadow and we we lost most of the males in our in our clan the hubris of magicians <laughs> all right we appreciate that you're starting your own little uh, Thanks. <laughs> inquisition over there this is the